Welcome to Searching for Pixels. My guest today joined YouTube in July 2015, currently has 45.6 thousand subscribers at 4.2 million views in total. It is none other than Nyali. How's it going, sir? What's up? Pretty good. <laughs> Very nice. I was uh, looking at your statistics. I always start off my videos like this kind of to give people an idea of the, of the stats and it's always a bit of fun. And I find a lot of the YouTubers um, don't look back at these statistics or they don't look at them for quite a while. And they're always surprised to see how many views and subscribers they got. And I've noticed in one day you gained 300 subscribers and ticked up 100,000 views, which is very, very impressive. Um, uh, my first question uh, for you, uh, starting this off, is uh, what started off your love of JRPGs? Because looking at your channel, I, I think it's pretty fair to say that you're a fan of the genre. Um, what kind of started off your, your love affair with this this type of game? Well, I think, well, I'm going to be honest, like, you know, like growing up as a kid, I was playing like platformers on the GameCube and then in middle school and high school, I was like a caffeine addicted teenager that played nothing but Call of Duty. Yep. But then once, I think it was about ninth grade, that's when I started getting to anime, and I was also getting into visual novels. And then I discovered Persona 3, and after that, I started, I, I guess that's kind of what kicked off my JRPG phase, because then I started playing, I started getting into other JRPGs like Final Fantasy, mm -hmm. you know, then I started getting into some of the really obscure ones like Shadow Hearts. So, Yeah. Okay, and uh, how old is, is ninth grade? Because I'm afraid that's a little bit different for my uh, upbringing. Um, is that kind of like around I, 13, 14, something like that? In, in America, it's four, like, well, I'm going into ninth grade, I was 14, and when you leave, it's 15. And I've never been held back, so. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, pretty normal. So you started off with Persona 3, and then uh, did you kind of go back and play all the old Persona games as well? Because uh, looking at your channel, Persona and uh, Shin Megami Tensei, they're the the big ones aren't they yeah well actually immediately after i played persona 3 that's when i i started playing devil survivor then i played strange journey i didn't actually go back and play the other personas until about a year later with my second persona game being persona 2 then i played then i played persona 4 then persona 1 and then when it came out i played persona 5 okay gotcha when we do this i'm probably going to do quite a lot of frantic googling because I'm I'm a, you know quite enjoy JRPGs myself, uh, but I'm I'm no expert, <laughs> so uh, my knowledge <laughs> is going to be a little bit limited. Um, I have played five. I very much enjoyed Persona Five, uh, as somebody who has never played a Persona game before. Um, and uh, what else did I play? I've I don't know if you've watched the the giant bomb playthrough of Persona Persona Four. I've watched bits and pieces of it. Yeah, that that was always a big favorite of mine. So. I, In in fact, well, what I was going to say is the first time I was ever exposed to Persona, it was actually, it was actually, I think it was like 2011 mm. when I, you know, when I was into Call of Duty, I also watched Machinima and then I saw two best friends play Persona 4 and then I'm like, oh, well, this game looks cool, but it was only on the PS2 yeah. and I only had a PS3 at the time. So I just went back to playing Call of Duty Black Ops. <laughs> so was your first experience with Persona for the golden version on the, the Vita? Well, that, that was the first version I played. My first experience, like, ever with Persona 4 Golden was actually the animation. Because, again, like, I started with Persona 3. It, it was, like, right after it had been released on PS3 for digital download. But Persona 4 wasn't on there, and I didn't have a PS2. So I figured, okay, I might as well watch the animation then. And it was, it was okay. 
But then I played the game and it was a whole lot better. Oh, yeah. It, it, it looks like a very fun game, but having watched the the Giant Bomb uh, endurance run <laughs> several times, I think, over the years, I, I don't know if I can bring myself to play it, like having watched it so many times. Um, although the PC version has been released not too long uh, after recording, yeah. so maybe it's, maybe it's worth picking up. Um, are you, are you? Yeah, I mean, like, if, if you haven't played the, if you haven't played Persona 4 Gold, and like now with it on PC, there's no reason not to play it. Oh yeah, is it even is it worth it, even if you say like I'm I I've seen so much of the original versions, it's still worth jumping into for the golden because from my perspective, um, I don't really know how much the golden adds to the game. You see, well, it's got it's got better graphics. Mm. It has like I mean, like at its core, it's the same game, but it's got better graphics. Like there's new areas. It's got like new mechanics, like skill cards. You've got a new dungeon. You've got um. You got the new character Marie, who a lot of people don't like, but I mean, I personally don't have much of a problem with her. Okay, but I mean, but like, but I mean, also like, I watched Persona Four the animation before I played Persona Four Golden. I still enjoyed it, so I don't think you, I don't personally don't think you would have a problem getting into it if you've already seen a playthrough. Okay, I might give it a crack. Yes, yeah, because I also watched your video on um, uh, Persona Five uh, Royal Edition. Uh, and, yeah. and is it so? Does Golden add a lot more compared to, say, the Royal Edition of Persona Five in comparison? Okay, well, I'm I'm actually I don't think, I don't really have a definitive answer because, like, I mean, like Royal, like you know, when you're playing the vanilla game, it doesn't add as much content. Mm-hmm. But then once, but then like you get to the new semester and then you get the new dungeon and everything. So in that sense, it adds more. But like when you're just playing through the game, Persona 4 Golden adds more. Oh, okay, I see. So the quality of life improvements and the changes they made throughout the whole experience uh, are more yeah. impactful than say just Royals Edition on the end. Yeah, pretty much. Gotcha. And with these Persona games, um, where do you think Persona Six may head in the next iteration? Um, it's, it's been a while, uh, and um, I'm not too familiar with how staggered atlas releases their games i don't know if we're going to be waiting much longer to be honest but what do you expect coming oh we will will okay (laughs) okay because persona 5 i remember i was watching the stream when persona 5 was announced it was like i think it was like sometime in november 2013 Mm. they announced it for winter 2014 and we didn't get it until the last day of summer in 2016 that was in japan we had to wait another seven months to get it in english ah okay so we could be waiting quite a long time um I, I absolutely love the style of Persona Five. Um, uh, you know the Phantom Thief kind of stuff. I think even bought I bought a keychain uh, with Morgana on it, <laughs> but it broke unfortunately. Um, Ouch! I, I know it's so good as well, but uh, it's one of those cheap eBay ones, you know, from China or something. But yeah, <laughs> I yeah. enjoyed it. Um, looking back at the the first videos you were making, um, how have you noticed your channel uh, developing over time and uh, what lessons have you kind of learned over the years from making uh, these videos well when i started when i started the channel i was only i was i was pretty much only doing podcasts but mm. then it was like about a year and a half ago when i actually started like writing scripts and editing my videos and those turned out to be a lot more popular so if i guess if i've learned anything it's that it's that hard work pays off <laughs> yeah very solid advice um and you say you were writing those scripts around a year and a half ago was there a particular video that you did that moved your channel in that direction that kind of really picked up in popularity kind of like a turning point that you noticed 
well okay it didn't like the first video like that i did it was it was a it was one of my demons of smt videos which i haven't done in a long time but it was i was basically like analyzing a demon like it's real life lore and stuff like that so that was the first video in that style i did but the first video i uploaded that i guess really took off it was did perso it was has persona killed shin megami tensei mm -hmm. which is actually which is a video i'm not all that proud of but it was like it, it what i guess it was what took my channel off the ground mm -hmm. because that was it was my first video to reach it was my first video to reach 50,000 views and 100,000 views and now i think it's like my fourth or fifth most viewed video yeah it is a popular one um and what makes you say you weren't happy about that video i think it's just because i felt like i could have researched better i mean and i completely like I there was there was a Shin Megami Tensei mobile game that was released in 2018. I didn't talk about that mainly because I don't really like mobile games. Mm. I don't really like the whole concept of mobile games. But I mean, yeah, it was really just like I, I felt like I could have done research better. Mm -hmm. And th there are some videos uh, that th th are very clear. You know, done, you done loads of research on uh, my particular favorites on your channel. Uh, I really loved the ones where you looked at uh, the portrayals portrayals of mythical characters and uh, kind of uh, religious aspects. So, Satan and Lucifer mm -hmm. and that kind of thing. I found that absolutely fascinating. Yeah. Because um, it never really clicked to me like taking those uh, philosophical demons and monsters and putting them into the game. You know, it never really made that connection between religion and these video games. Um, and it, yeah, very very interesting. I don't know if you ever found uh, evidence of uh, you know Jack Frost or something uh, in philosophy in your research at all. I've well, I haven't found anything, but then again, I haven't really looked. <laughs> oh dear, and it, it was very very cool. And do you plan on making any more of those types of videos where you research those mythical aspects and kind of uh, dig yeah. into some more of those? Yeah, actually, like, lately I've been doing challenge runs, but once I'm, like, I've got one more planned, but once I'm done with those, I'm gonna, I'm, I, I want to take a break from that and go back to doing, like, lore videos and stuff. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And were there any, in your research so far from the videos you've done, uh, were there any really interesting facts or stories or something you uh, that you found out that you didn't expect to when researching uh, this mythology? Um, Not really, because, like, most of, most of the stuff I did research on, like, I kind of already knew about and that was what made me interested in doing those videos mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah i really look forward to, to seeing those um especially how they used uh, uh satan and lucifer so interchangeably you know <laughs> and uh, how it relates yeah. it's really really cool um speaking of uh what you're currently doing right now uh what what's your current project in the works uh, are you able to talk about what you're currently working on um actually well I haven't I haven't really said much about it. I think I like mentioned it in the Discord chat once, but I'm actually planning to do a part four of SMT Nocturne No Buffs. A part four? I thought uh, part three ended. Yeah, well okay, well I don't have you seen the video yet? Uh I, I believe I was watching it earlier. Um I may have got confused between okay, that and so a different one where you got you were doing the run on like hard and getting the devil ending. Uh, but the final boss was yeah. using uh, an attack that uh, you couldn't uh, defend against. Yeah, well, my original plan was for part three to be the last one, but then I had some people suggest that I grind all the way up to level 255 because, you know, damage scales with level. And at first I didn't think it was possible, but then, like, I saw clips of, like, the insane amounts of damage people were doing at that level. So 
I grinded all the way up to that level and I was able to beat them. Oh, okay. Wow. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. I look forward to seeing that one. Yeah. Um, the, the challenge runs you do are, are really, really interesting. Um, the, the types of videos that I really enjoy as well. I don't know if you saw the one uh, where somebody completes Pokemon Red without taking any damage. Um, that was one that... I haven't seen that, but I've seen others like Pokemon, like like Pokemon something with only baby Pokemon or Pokemon Platinum with <laughs> without catching any Pokemon. <laughs> yeah it's it's pretty interesting the, the stuff that people can get up to and uh besides the one that you have planned for your next release are there any other challenge runs that you uh, have on the back burner something that you're thinking of that you'd like to do persona 4 golden is anagi only i actually like i actually <laughs> have already beat it like i've got the footage and everything i just need to record it and edit it together okay and how long does something like that take you to do like uh, uh it's a long jrpg but that must take a very long time in those challenges well, well, most of the time it's like, I mean, I mean, these are long games, but most of the time it's with a game I've already like played so I can just skip over most of the dialogue and stuff. So generally it takes like, I'd say it takes around 50 hours to beat the game and then editing takes like a couple days of work. Okay, then throw it all together. Yeah. Okay, awesome. Um and uh, let's say you uh, are you're doing a video um, of uh, something like uh, unknown Atlas games or um, uh, ranked uh, Persona games. What's kind of your creative process for starting those videos? So from concept of like I would like to do a video about um, unknown Atlas games that people would do. What's kind of your step by step process for starting the idea and getting it out the door? Well, usually, like, when I get an idea like that, it's when I play, it's when I play an Atlas game that I like, but, I mean, not real. Not many people really talk about mm. it, so, like, but I can't do a video on just that game, because, like, if I do, if, like, if I include the title of a game that nobody's ever heard of in a video, nobody's gonna watch it, but, ever, like, a lot of people who play Persona 5, they know who Atlas is, mm. so if I make a video that's, like, it's like four underrated games from atlas then that video is going to get views so i guess i just it's really just i get a, like i get a list of games that i want to talk about like do briefly write like a few minute descriptions of them and why i like them and then just you know record and edit it together and everything okay gotcha and with these products that you're working on are you the type of person that would say have five ideas in your head and you do a little bit of number one, a little bit of number three, a lot of number two, or would you like to have one single focus and just go for that one at a time? It's, do, well, do you mean like, do you mean like with these types of like obscure videos or whatever? Uh, just in general, so say, would you um, say you've got your challenge run coming up? Would you put all your energy into that challenge run, getting it done and out the door? Or would you say work on that challenge run video, then the next day work a little bit on, uh, um, say, uh, uh, an, a more obscure video like uh, Atlas Games? Uh, or do you just focus on one idea at one time? Usually, well, usually when it comes to like script writing i'll like kind of juggle multiple projects at a time but once i start recording and editing then my goal becomes to get this video out as soon as i can gotcha and is youtube your current day job well i mean it's it's more of a part-time thing because i am taking classes but yes it is i oh, gotcha and uh, what are you studying right now if you don't mind me asking 
uh, management information systems. Cool. Is that part of the uh, the study abroad period you had in uh, South Korea as well? Did you just okay. Say that? Okay, what happened with that was I actually, I mean, I don't I don't know if you saw my announcement, but I got there, I was there for about a week and a half, and then it got canceled. Oh no. Yeah, so they sent me home, but um but but pretty much the answer is like it's not like the program I was doing it wasn't geared specifically for that major, but I was taking classes that would have counted towards it. So Yes. Uh, and uh, did they say why it was cancelled? Is it a recent thing? I, I didn't see the announcement, I'm afraid, so I'm uh, a little in the dark on that one. It was it, it was COVID-19. Ah. Ah, damn. Man, because that, sucks. that was that was before that was before it was over here, but it was also at the same time when it was at when it, it was at its peak in South Korea. Yeah. Oh man, that's really crappy. And, um, yeah. Is, is there an opportunity to kind of do it again uh, in a different aspect like maybe um later on as part of the degree can you defer it at all or is it still a bit up well, in the air? okay well well i did defer it to the fall but then it got canceled again oh, no. this time on this time on my school's end so i guess now it's spring 2021 okay but there's still a possibility spring 2021 you can yeah over. okay that'd be awesome and do, do you speak uh, korean i not really like i i tried using some programs to teach myself a little bit of korean mm. but Apparently they were bogus because I tried talking to people in Korean and they didn't understand me. So after that, I was just like, screw it. And then I got this app that would just tran that would just like translate stuff for me. Yeah, like you put your point like the camera at it and it'll appear uh, the text like the 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 symbols they use will transfer to English. I think you can do that on Google. Yeah, I'm not quite sure if Google does. Yeah. And I mean, like, like even if even if you're only an English speaker in Korea, like there's enough English to like kind of get your way around but like like a handful of shops they had english speakers and they were pretty fluent mm. but like I, I i guess it's like being an only native spanish speaker in the united states okay oh, that's an interesting analogy yeah. yeah 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 i see what you mean and would that time have been spent in uh seoul or was there somewhere else you would have gone it was it was well I mean, there. I did have plans to go to Tokyo and like also go to other parts of Korea. Like, I also wanted to go to the, I also wanted to go to the DMZ. But mm. for the short time I was there, I only had time to explore around in the city. Yeah, it's it's a very fun city. Um, I do enjoy yeah. how they, uh, how they kind of prop up uh, restaurants at the side of the road, and you kind of go in and get um, uh, little bottles of alcohol and eat meat with chopsticks, oh, that yeah. kind of stuff. It's it's great fun. Yeah. Um, because I, I went there myself for a holiday. Uh, a few years ago um yeah it's 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 great i mean like the the second day i was there i just took like an entire day to just walk around the city and my feet were sore and i checked the number of steps i took on my phone i took thirty thousand. <laughs> yeah i think you do the same as me like i'll try to avoid public transport so i can see the city as much as possible and just walk yeah. everywhere um usually like, i kind of pop in some uh, headphones and listen to podcasts uh like usually gaming podcasts actually uh, just for hours mm -hmm. and hours and hours and walking around. Um, <clears throat> so it's, it's, it's a very interesting country. And were there options to go to other countries? Like, could you have gone to Japan if you wanted to, or was it only South Korea that was an option? Well, well, the pr well, I mean, I was allowed to leave the country if I wanted to, but like, we actually did have a field trip to Tokyo that was part of the program I was in. But it was only, I mean, it, it was only three days, and it was like seven hundred fifty bucks. I'm just like. I can just go. I can just go by myself for like half that. So that's what I. That, that's that's what I plan to do. 
but again i didn't get the chance to yeah it's throwing everything in into disarray this whole covid19 um yep. like yeah though though i'm glad i didn't sign up for that field trip because the people that did pay for it didn't get refunds oh god yeah uh, tell me about it yeah like um my my current day job is uh i work for a travel agency an airline travel agency um and we have to deal with airline policies with stuff like them not giving refunds. <laughs> so that's the kind of thing I have to deal with all day is like, this person's not giving a refund, this person's not giving a refund. And, you know, uh, it's, it sucks for the people. Like, imagine if you're in their shoes and you're not getting your money back for, for this and it's not your fault. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I'd, I'd be pretty salty too. But again, that's not something you have control over. I know, yeah. Um, I was actually in China uh, in February when the whole COVID-19 uh, situation hit. And uh, I was there for Chinese New Year. And at the time, like Chinese New Year was taking place where everything is shut anyway, um, plus COVID <laughs> at the same time. So mm -hmm. everything was completely dead. I managed to get out to Hong Kong the day before they closed the border to fly back to Canada. Um, and I feel like I'm like a, a bad omen because this COVID is seeming to follow me around everywhere. Um, yeah, same with me. <laughs> I mean, my coworkers, my coworkers at home, they joked about how I brought the virus back here. <laughs> oh, God, exactly. And the, the knock-on effects are still taking place. Like, uh, uh, right now, my v I, I'm living in Montreal in, in Canada, and my visa to stay here expires on August 22nd. Um, and I have flights booked to go back to, to the UK on, on August 22nd, and I was looking at WestJet's website earlier today, and they've cancelled, like, all their international flights mostly up until August the 4th. Uh, as of their current notice and I, I wouldn't be surprised oh. if like they just in a couple of weeks or so yeah all flights up until september 1st international not happening so are they are they making are they still making you like self-isolate for two weeks when you get there uh the uk uh, it's a bit strange with the uk right now um in the coming days, they're going to be announcing something called uh, in their air corridors or travel corridors, where there's an agreement between the two countries and you don't have to self-isolate, but they haven't announced it. Um, the EU did announce theirs, but that doesn't apply to the UK because we're not part of the Schengen area. Um, okay. So we'll see. If I do have to isolate, it's not a huge deal because I'll be back home anyway, because um, I can work remotely, thank God. Um, but we'll see. I think Canada's got quite a low rate, but my worry is with the adjacency to the US maybe they'll just tack on Canada as like okay anybody coming from Canada is a higher risk uh, so self-isolate if you do um, no nobody wants anything to do with us right now <laughs> yeah yeah looking at those graphs of COVID cases for America it's uh, they just rocketed up as soon as the lockdown ended it's it's pretty in intense yeah. and uh, whereabouts in, in the US are you based is it is it still pretty much on lockdown where you are right now um, well, kind of like some businesses are still closed. Most of them are open, but they have limited hours. But now they're like, I, th I think it goes effective the day after tomorrow. I know it's sometime next week, but they're making a, you have to wear a mask whenever you go out. Oh, so they're making that compulsory now. Okay, yeah. That's interesting. Yeah. It hasn't really been compulsory in many places except, uh, Asia, to be honest, like most European countries, you can still walk around without a mask. Unless you take public transport, I think that's one thing they change. They say, okay, you're taking the bus, wear a mask. That kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and my school, like, at least right now, the plan is to still have in-person classes in the fall, but the, sh the semester is going to be shorter. Ah, okay. Oh, so they might condense all the, the teaching down. So, like, same amount of stuff, but shorter time frame. Yeah. Uh, yeah, well, okay. Well, ba basically what they're doing is they're having they're starting like a week early 
and then it goes up until Thanksgiving break, and after that, the classes are all online. Oh, okay. I see. Gotcha. Yeah. Hmm. yeah interesting. Um, and other things that you, you do as well, uh, you often um, go to conventions, uh, I believe, correct me if I'm wrong on that, uh, go to conventions. Um, you sometimes cosplay as well. Uh, I take it all that stuff has been yeah. kind of cancelled for a while now too. Pretty much. I mean, I was planning to go to like like four or five different cons this year and so far they've all been cancelled with the exception of Nebraska and Anime Week in Atlanta. Okay, gotcha. Um, and what's your experience of conventions? Uh, personally, I don't have a huge amount of experience. I went to one gaming show uh, in Birmingham uh, in the UK quite a while ago. Uh, and it was, you know, kind of walking around playing those games. Uh, but what's kind of your experience? Um, and when you've been to a convention, has anybody uh, recognized you before? Um, not. I haven't had anybody recognize me, like not anybody that I didn't know before. Mm -hmm. But, like, I've hosted panels at conventions. That's pretty fun. Oh, yeah? Oh, cool. So, like, people come up and ask you questions about stuff? Yeah. And are those questions kind of generally directed towards your YouTube channel? Or is there kind of a, a setting for this panel? Like, are you, are you there for a, a theme or, or a particular uh, a particular reason? Yeah, usually, usually it's, like, a theme. Like, pr pretty much every panel I've done has been about Persona or Megami Tensei. I'll kind of, like, plug my channel in, but... <laughs> Yeah. Like, I don't, I don't really do the panel specifically to promote my channel or anything like that. Okay, it's just a bit of fun kind of thing. Yeah. And when you're doing your cosplaying, uh, who do you usually dress up as? Um, my fingers are at the ready to Google this as well, because <laughs> I'm going to need a picture. I've been, well, let's see, I've been Katsuya from Persona 2. I've been Tatsuya from Persona 2. Um, see, I've been Maruki from Persona 5. I've been Byakuya from Danganronpa. Um, Fuyuhiko from Dang and Rampa, and like I, I know I've done more. This is just this is just off the top of my head because I haven't I haven't cosplayed in a, <laughs> I haven't actually like done a cosplay at a convention you know in months. Yeah, they got like a whole bunch of school uniforms in your in your wardrobe, <laughs> ready to go, altered. Yeah, I do. <laughs> oh, that's pretty interesting. A lot of suits too. Oh yeah, <laughs> I think uh, next time we should go as uh, Morgana from Persona Five. That could be quite fun. <laughs> Oh dear. Um, so, uh, looking back at your videos, um, is there ever a video that you made that you thought uh, would have received a better reception, or maybe there was some feedback on it that changed your opinion about the content that you made for that video? Um, actually, actually, yes. I uploaded a, I uploaded a review for Tokyo Mirage Sessions Encore for the Nintendo Switch. And basically my criticism of the game is that it was too hard because the bosses just kept one-shotting mm -hmm. me. But then a bunch of people were like, oh, well, that's because you didn't do the extra content. So then I went back and did the extra content, and then that that did change my opinion on the game a lot. Okay, gotcha. Oh. So so basically what I did was I like I deleted the original video, I put, put it on my second channel, and I just did an update or review on my main channel. Gotcha. Um Personally, I haven't played uh, Shin Megami Tensei before. You know, I'm kind of one of those people who've played a little bit of Persona. I know some of Atlas's work. Um, as somebody who mm -hmm. hasn't played Shin Megami Tensei, um, and I apologize if I'm not pronouncing that correctly, uh, is there a game that you'd recommend that I start with? Um, I, I don't have a 3DS, so I, I don't have a Vita. I'm basically just a PC man. Is there any way that I can get involved in this with just a PC? Well, how do you feel about emulating? Uh, I'm okay with emulation. Well, okay. Then 
in that case, I would suggest either Strange Journey Redux or Shin Megami Tensei 4 on the 3DS. Like, you can get Citra, it's a 3DS emulator, and I'm not entirely sure about Strange Journey Redux, but SMT4, it, it ran fine on my crap top, so I'm sure <laughs> if you got, like, a good gaming PC, it'll run fine on that. Gotcha. Uh, I kind of mentioned... And I also, I'd also say Devil Survivor Overclocked, even though that's not mainline. Okay. Gotcha. Yeah. I can't imagine a, a, a 3DS emulator. That sounds uh, tricky to play with, like without the, the, the touch controls. Yeah, does, does it work okay? Yeah, I mean, well, the, like the games I mentioned, they're not really heavy on the touchscreen controls, mm-hmm. but you just use you just use your mouse as you just click on the touchscreen and it registers as a touch. Oh, that's right then. That's not too bad. Um, and outside of uh, Shin Megami Tensei, uh, Persona, and Atlas, uh, what other series are you interested in? Um, JRPGs, obviously, a big influence on you, and you're a big fan of them. But besides those kind of mainline games and JRPGs, what other things do you like to play? Uh, let's see. Well, I'm I'm a big fan of Yakuza. Oh, you know, yeah, I, I also Yakuza. I like I also like first person shooters. Like you know, I, I like Call of Duty. I like Halo. I like Battlefield. Um, let's see what else. I mean, to be perfectly honest, like ever since I got into Shin Megami Tensei, my most of my gaming has been with that. Mm, but like, yeah. I mean, also, you know, when I was a kid, I was into Sonic and Mario. Like, I, st- I still play the, the games every now and then, but I haven't played a new one in a long time. Mm. Yeah, very nice. But, um, yeah. Yeah, so a couple shooters here and there. Right now I'm playing Battlefield Five. Um, I don't know if you, you play the one very much, uh, but um, EA and Origin, they... They had a subscription model, Origin Access, and I think for one year is something like $30 for a year, $25, like not expensive at all. Um, mm. So I kind of went for the, the one year thing and uh, cancelled it straight away. Um, but I've been playing a lot of Battlefield Five, and it's, it's pretty enjoyable. Um, nice. Not sure when, where they're going to go with the next one, though. Uh, I hear rumors of Battlefield Three remastered, but that seems very strange to me. I don't know why they do that. I think I'd like to see Battlefield. I'd like to see Battlefield go back to the future, like twenty one forty two. Oh yeah, okay, that could be fun. Uh, what about Bad Company? Did you yeah. ever play those? Oh yeah, I, that was a that was actually the first one I played was Bad Company two on PS three. Yeah, they were so good. That, that was my favorite. I'd say Bad Company two. Probably. Yeah. What what kind of what kind of class did you use? Uh, for Battlefield, I was a fan of um. I forget the classes of Battlefield Bad Company, to be honest. Maybe I'm, I'm wrong on these. Uh, but for Battlefield in general, I quite like support. Um, just laying down cover fire was something I was really interested in. And playing Battlefield 3 was the first time that cover fire actually felt useful, where you suppress the enemies and their screen is diminished, the visibility. You know, it felt yeah. actually useful in some regard. Uh, so mm-hmm. support, I would say, in general. One class I'm enjoying quite a lot right now in Battlefield 5 is Recon. Um, but not for sniping. I'll usually get a trench carbine, um, sneak around the back yeah. of the base, put a um, spawn beacon like in between the two uh, bases that are near the enemy's spawn location and then just <laughs> screw up their day from there. Um, nice. So I, I kind of do tactics that don't necessarily get me lots of points, but if I can sneak around the back of the base, bring all their fire to like the, uh, the back objective, they send 10 guys that way, then my other team has a better chance of pushing through, you know, stuff like that. Yeah, that, that that's what I would do in Battlefield Three back on my two. I'd use recon with a shotgun, <laughs> and then I'd like I'd go to I'd go to one of the positions. I'd put down like uh, I'd put down a Mav or whatever mm. bad company, whatever bad company two had, and then I just camp there and I just I just shoot any like I just blast anybody that came to the objective. 
One time I did it, and I joined mid game, and I got like twenty eight kills. <laughs> was it uh, was it Bad Company or was it Battlefield Three? Where uh, I think this is correct, where a sniper, a shotgun had like a hundred percent accuracy or something ridiculous with a scope, and you could just snipe people from across the map with a shotgun. Um, that might have been Battlefield Three. Yeah. <laughs> that was so dumb. Like seeing people on the scoreboards like getting kills with shotguns from miles away. <laughs> <laughs> yeah it was so stupid oh god um another game that uh, i played many many years ago and i like to ask people who play jrpgs um if they've ever heard of this game have you ever played uh, orphan scion of sorcery i have not oh, damn it. i'm hoping one day i'll ask that question and somebody will play it i uh i had um a few years ago my my I don't know if you'd be telling this but my dad uh had a friend uh, who's, uh, I think his company was going bankrupt, or he was going bankrupt in some way or something. Um, so he he gave his stuff to people to look after while uh, the bank was like taking his things. Um, so like he got his his uh, his video game boxes, opened them up, took the disc out, sent the discs to his friends, closed them up, and left the boxes in his house. So when they took it away, they thought they had the games. You know, they wouldn't. These people don't check to see if they have the games. <laughs> They're just going to take stuff. And uh, he gave me like a whole box of random JRPGs, and one of them was Orphan Sign of Sorcery. And um, I've always wondered if anybody else has played that, but so far <laughs> I've been out of luck. Uh, oh dear. Um, Coming up soon, uh, we have the next generations of consoles. We got the PlayStation Five, uh, Xbox, Xbox Series X, Xbox One, Series S. I don't know. Um, are you going to be jumping into the next generation? Are you, you know, head first, or are you not really interested in the consoles right now? Um, not really. I mean, actually, like, I'm honestly thinking about just moving to just straight up PC gaming. Mm-hmm. Cause like right now I have I have a laptop. It's like a it's like a mid end gaming laptop, but like it plays most current games pretty well. Yeah. Uh, what about so like three D three DS Switch Vitas? Uh, you know, keep those on the back burner. Yeah, well, I've I've still got my Vita and my Switch, even though I mostly I haven't used them in a while. Mm. I actually got Xenoblade Chronicles Definitive Edition. I've been playing a little bit of that. It's pretty fun. Mm. But other than that, my Switch. I pretty much use my Switch exclusively for Smash. Oh yeah, that was a very good game. Um, I think I bought that. That's one of the few games that I bought day one was, was Smash on the Switch. Um, yeah. Well, in my school, like we'd have tournaments. We'd have tournaments every week. It was like a club that we had. Mm. But of course, we haven't been having that because you know virus. Yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah. I uh, unfortunately I, I had my uh, Nintendo Switch stolen from me, um, which is a oh. big shame. I. Uh, I was out at work one day, and thankfully I had my my laptop with me. Um, and my my friend messaged me saying uh, someone broke into our house, and um, oh, damn. stole the switch, stole my games. I had a Oculus Rift as well, headset VR headset um, that was stolen. But luckily, I still kept the controllers because I had them dangling on a wall on a hook, <laughs> like off off the wrist bracelet. Um, but this guy like kind of kicked the door down, just grabbed what he could. So luckily, I still had the controllers for my Rift S. Which um, I sold online uh, on uh, Kijiji, which is kind of like can, uh, Canadian eBay or something like that. Um, and this guy bought them off me, and he sent me a message a couple hours later saying, "Oh, do these uh, controllers come with an extra sensor? I can't get them to work." And I was like, uh, "No, no extra sensor. Um, it doesn't need one. Uh, the the cameras in the headsets um, with the Rift S, the the cameras are in the headsets. You don't need a sensor." And he goes, "Oh, I've got a um, I've got a development kit too. Uh, how do I make it work on that?" I was like, uh, oh, it doesn't work on that. <laughs> it's like, where'd you, 
where'd you get a development kit from yeah like yeah if this guy's good enough like buys a development kit too he should know enough to know these controllers don't work on it like like that's not a consumer product um but yeah he still bought them i was like uh no returns (laughs) it's not my fault yeah (laughs) but um but like like to further elaborate what i'm probably gonna do is i'm probably gonna get like one of the next gen consoles later down the Mm. road but i'm not not gonna be getting any of them on launch day and to be honest, like I've always been kind of a PlayStation slash Nintendo guy, but yeah. now I'm leaning more towards Xbox. And the main reason I say that is because of backwards compatibility. Have they have they announced backwards compatibility for for the Xbox? Uh, well, they okay, well basically what they said was they said that the the Xbox Series X it's going to be backwards compatible with pretty much every game that the Xbox One is backwards compatible with now. Okay, oh that's something at least. Um... Because yeah, yeah. I think Sony's been very quiet on that front. They haven't announced anything in terms of backwards. Well, what they they announced that it's going to be backwards compatible with like a thousand PS4 games, but they haven't said anything about PS2 or PS3, which is what I really want because then I'll be able to sell those consoles. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I, I couldn't. I think PS3 is the biggest issue they're going to have doing that. But I couldn't imagine them saying, "Okay, PS1, yeah. PS2, yeah. PS3, no. Okay, well, PS4, yeah." Okay, well, like, if, if if it's just PS2, I'm okay with that, because, like, I can play PS1, PS3 games on the PS3, but PS2, I have to have, like, you know, I have to have my PS2 hooked up, and, you know, getting it hooked up to a modern TV is, like, a real pain in the ass. And then, if you can even get it hooked up, it looks like crap. <laughs> yes. So yeah. I have I have a I have a nine inch CRT in my room that I use just for my PS2. <laughs> oh, that's impressive. Oh dear. Um, so yeah, the, the the consoles interest me as well. Uh, I won't get it on launch. I did buy a PS4 on launch, um, and I enjoyed that. But looking back at the announcement of the PS5, there's I don't even know what games are just on the PS5 that are going to be there at launch because everything's going to be for the PlayStation 4 as well. I don't even know what was the point yeah, of buying well, one. Well, Spider-Man Miles Morales is going to be exclusive to the PS5. Ah, okay. Um, what else? Yeah, they weren't entirely clear. I mean, apparently Resident Evil 8 was planned to be a multi-gen be on the PS4 and PS5, but now it's just going to be on the PS5 and Xbox Series X. Okay. I did like how in the presentation they did say designed for PlayStation 5, like how to get around the wording. Yeah. <laughs> sneaky, yeah. sneaky, sneaky. Um, with your channel as well, uh, you've got YouTube, um, uh, you've got Twitter and such. You also have a Kofi, Kofi. I'm not quite sure how to uh, pronounce it. Um, how's that been treated? Apparently, well, apparently it's just pronounced coffee, oh, but co- I say oh, Kofi. Got it, got it. Two times and I got it wrong. Coffee, Kofi. Um, how's that been uh, doing for you? And do you have any uh, temptation to start a a Patreon uh, moving forward with your channel? Well, I, I actually did think about starting a Patreon like before doing Kofi, but the reason I didn't go with that was because like, you know, with because YouTube is something I do part time. So my schedule is all over the place. And when you do Patreon, basically, you're kind of like selling people a service, like you're mm-hmm. selling your patrons a service. And also, I just didn't want to be gatekeeping any of my stuff behind. I, I didn't want to be gatekeeping any of my stuff behind a paywall, like for pay, like Patreon exclusive videos or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's like a subscription model. So, isn't it? You have to keep making stuff. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's because like what you're basically what you're doing is 
you have a service and you're selling it. So, but if I ever get like in a situation where I can't upload for a while, that means I won't be able to, I won't be able to provide people on Patreon with anything. And yeah, I just, I, I don't want to do that yeah. with, with Ko-Fi people can just leave me donations whenever they want. And I'll feed, I'll include them in the credits of my next video. Awesome. Um, Nyali, it's been an absolute pleasure. Uh, thank you so much for your time today. Um, You're welcome. It's, it's been great fun, uh, and I wish you all the best, uh, and hopefully we can have a chat again soon. Yep. Thank you.